The Gemara Roshan and Daf Lamedal Lamedal from the bottom brings down the Takana Rebbevo that it was Misakin that when you blow the Shafan Roshan you blow Tashrat Tashat and Tarat. So basically, between the Tkiyas we blow a Shvarim, we blow a Trua, and then we blow a Shvarim Trua. And what's the reason for all this? At the end of the day, the Torah only says Yerim Trua Yelachem. It just mentions the Trua. How do we get to Shvarim and Shvarim Trua? So the Gemara explains that we have a suffix. We don't really know what the word Trua in the Torah means. It can mean what we call a trua, which are uh, very short cries. It can mean the shvarim, which are longer cries, or maybe it means both of them together, shvarim and trua, the longer cries that then turn into the shorter cries, and being that we have a suffix, we don't know which one it is, we blow all of them, shvarim, and then trua, and then shvarim, trua, to be added to all the different shitas. Now the rush over here asks a very interesting kasha. He says, how could it be that we have a suffix in something like this that is done every year? Every single year from the days of Meshach Rabbeinu, we blow Shaifa and Rosh Hashanah. So we should remember from year to year, we heard it from Meshach Rabbeinu, we know what a Trua is. They definitely remembered it the next year and then the next year. So how could such a thing be forgotten? How could we forget what Trua means if there's something that we do every single year and show in front of everyone? It's hard to say that such a thing would, would get forgotten. That's the cash of the Rosh and other Rishonim. And the Rosh brings down from Reb Haigah in Apel says that nothing was forgotten, and Avada, they knew exactly what a true is. And he says, the truth is that, that there is no correct shot over here in what true is. It's not that one of them is a, is a, is a proper true, one of them is not a proper true. Really, all of them are proper true. As the Torah just says, blow a true, which is a cry. And whatever, however you understand a cry, that is a valid cry. A shvarm is a valid true, a true is a valid true, and a shvarm true is also a valid true. So what did Rebbevo do over here? So the Rebbe said that at the end of the day, there are different kehilas, and every kehila did a little bit differently. Some kehilas, the minig was to do a shvarm. Some kehilas, the minig was to do a trua. Sometimes the minig was to do a shvarm trua, and everyone had a different minig. And Rebbevo felt that we should have one minig, everyone should be doing the same thing. It's not right that you have all these different minhagim. Therefore, he's misakin that everyone should do all of them, and that way everyone will have the same minig. Everyone will do both a shvarm, a shvarm trua, and a trua. That was the Yisaita, the Takana Ravau, to be Ma'achid Klaisal, everyone should have the same minik. And the question is, it's very difficult to understand. We know that um, throughout the year, Klaisal has many different minhagim, all different kehilas have different minhagim. You know, this kehila does it this way, this kehila does it differently, and um, and that's the beauty of Klaisal, we have different minhagim, and we never find an attempt to try to be Ma'achid, everyone to have one unified minik. There's nothing wrong with different minhagim. So why Dafka over here, when it came to Sheriff and Rosh Hashanah, did Rebbevah feel a need to make it that everyone does the same exact thing? What would be wrong if there's Taka different minhagim? If they're all correct, they're all good, what's wrong with having different minhagim? And I think that perhaps the Pshak could be like this. You find in the, the what, what's the purpose of blowing Shafer and Rosh Hashanah? What are we doing with the Shafer? So with the Shafer, this is how we make Hashem into the Melech, as the Gemara says earlier, and after Zayn, that we say the Malchias, the Shafer is the vehicle that we use to be Mamlech Hashem. Now it comes to me, Mamlech Hashem, how are we Mamlech Hashem? So Rashi says in Parshas V'zayis Abracha, on the Pasuk of Yibishon Melech, B'Sasef Rosh Yom, Yachid Shifti Yisrael, Zakt Rashi, what does this Pasuk mean? Tavar Acher, B'Sasef, B'Sasefum Yachid, Baguda Achas, V'Shalom B'Neim, Hu Malkim. V'Loike Shesh Mechlekes B'Neim. He says, when Klaas will come together, and we're Baguda Achas, we're one, and there's Shalom, there's peace between us, and there's no Mechlekes, then HaKadosh Baruch is our Melech. But if there's Chalila Mechlekes, then HaKadosh Baruch is not our Melech. So Rashi is saying that an ingredient for me, Mamlech Hashem, is that there has to be total Shalom, total Achdus, no Machlekes whatsoever. That's our Mamlech Hashem. So it could be that the Pshat is like this. The rest of the year, if we have different Minhagim, there's nothing wrong with that. It's not an actual Machlekes. There's different Minhagim. We're not arguing with each other. And it's fine. That's Beseder. When it comes to Rosh Hashanah, 
And Rosh Hashanah felt that we have to be super that there can't even be any shemets of a machlekes, anything that even looks like a machlekes, even though it's not a real machlekes, but they have different menhagim, and it could look like there's agudas, agudas, look look like there's not achtas among Klai Yisrael, that would be a chisarn in the hamlach of Akedah Shabbat, when you mean Mamel Hashem, there has to be total unity, no machlekes, total achtas, and therefore Bevo went out of his way to make this takana that every single kilo will blow the same exact kailas, Everyone will blow the Tashat, Tarat, and Tashrat, and therefore there'll be one minute by everyone. It won't even look like a Machlekes, and that way we can be Mamluk Hashem properly on Rosh Hashanah. That could be the Hezbo, Rabbi Hagain understood that there was a special need to be Ma'achet everyone on Rosh Hashanah. And I think that, Lufi this, we could be Mazra, an interesting thing we find in the Bir Halacha. The, um, the Raman, Simon Tafkov Pehe, brings down that when you blow the Shaifer, in the uh, Sif Beis, he says that you're supposed to uh, He says it's good to blow on the right side of your mouth. Now what is the makar of this din? So the Mishnah brings down one makar from, um, based on where the Satan is, different uh, in Yanam that he says, and then in the Bir Lacha, the Mishnah says another time, another time I have to blow B'Tzad Yamin. He says, I heard another time in the name of the Ramir Simcha, who is the Arsameach, Tam Nachan, another reason, because Zigman Roshana learns out the Tkiya Shaifer from the Chatzaitzis HaMuchama, that's the over here in the Aflam Adalid, and um, we find by the Muhammad with Gidon that they blew on the right side of their mouth, Mimela, as a Zecha to that, we blow B'Tzad Yamin. That's what the Bir Lacha brings down, another time, Meshem Ramir Simcha. Now it's been pointed out that that this is something very unique and very rare for the Mishnah Burr to do. The Mishnah Burr cannot, never ever quotes a contemporary in the Mishnah Burr of the Bir Halacha. It's not something he does very, Kemat doesn't do it at all. And suddenly over here he quotes Ramir Simcha, who is a contemporary, they're alive at the same time, he knew him. It's something very rare for the Mishnah Burr to do. And the question is, why did he do it over here? Not only did he quote him, but it's, he's not even quoting a Halacha from him. It's not a Kiddush Halacha, it's a Tam, it's a reason for a Minig. He already said a reason in the Mishnah Buri. He doesn't have to add another reason in the Bir Alacha. It sounds like he went out of his way, Bidafka, to quote something from Ramir Simcha about Shaifer. The question is why? What, what is the reason for that? And there's a Messiah, there's a tradition that's been set over from Rabshach and also from the Enoch of the Chavetz Chaim that there's uh, some background, there's a story that was the background for this, what the Chavetz Chaim did over here. So there's a certain Asifa, there's a certain convention of Gedalim in Europe and the Chavetz Chaim was there, the Samach was there, and others, and different issues came up, and there was one issue that came up where the Chavetz Chaim and the Samach did not see eye to eye, and there was a very uh, fierce machlekes over there, how to be naig about a certain Indian, a certain issue, the Chavetz Chaim felt one way, the Samach felt differently, and they, uh, they they didn't see eye to eye, there was some uh, Chiluk Yudeus between them, and when they left the convention, they left with Chiluk Yudeus, they still didn't see eye to eye. And Avada, that was a machlekes Hashem Shemaim. There was nothing personal about it. But at the end of the day, the Chavetz Chaim felt that you know what? Maybe Rami Simcha felt a little bad. Maybe he thought that I was upset at him personally. Maybe there's something personal over here, and I'm not machshavim. So the Chavetz Chaim wanted to go out of his way to show Rami Simcha that I don't chas have any tainus on you. There's nothing personal over here. We have a uh, two different dais about how to do something. Elu ve'elu. It's a machlekes Hashem Shemaim, and you shouldn't think Khalila that I have any tainus on you. And for that reason, he went out of his way. He did something which he which is uncharacteristic for him. He quoted a contemporary, he quoted a Mer Simcha. It's not something he needed to quote. It's not a Tam Halacha, just another Tam for a Minig, to show a Mer Simcha that he's Machshavim and he had no Tainas on him whatsoever. That's the Messiah which was said over by the Meshpach of the Chavetz Chaim. So it bothered me a little bit that if that's true, if that's what the Chavetz Chaim did, why did he do a dafka over here? Why dafin Hilcha Shaifer? He could have quoted a vart from Mer Simcha anywhere. Mer Simcha has uh, hundreds and thousands of vartlach, Bukhal Kula. He could have quoted anything from him. Why dafka Vasapis over here in Hilcha Shaifer? Why you blow B'tzad Yamin? Why is that the vart that he decided to quote from him? So that is not a kasha, but I just want to point out that Lufi, 
Lefi, what we're saying over here, it could be there's a certain hashkacha over here, why he quoted this Bartafka over here. Because again, the way we're saying is that really, really there's no, there was no machlekes chalila between, there was no uh, personal machlekes between the Semach and the Chavetz Chaim, it was the Shem Shemaim, but it was something that could look like a machlekes. It's possible. Someone who uh, was looking, uh, a bystander could think that maybe chalila, there was some machlekes going on. So when it comes to Shaifer, as we mentioned, when it comes to Shaifer, you have to be extra makbid. There shouldn't even be a shemitz of a machlekes. It shouldn't even look like this chulgedeis. It has to be total achdus, achdus kamura, because it's with, with Shaifer, there were mamlech Hashem, and to be mamlech Hashem, there has to be total machlekes. So when it came to the midst of Shaifer, and the Chavetz is writing about the midst of Shaifer, he felt that this is the place where I have to show that I don't have any tainus chalila. It shouldn't even look like a machlekes. It's total achdus. And Mimele went out of his way, Dafkin Hochet Shaifer, to quote a vart from Umer Simcha to show that there are no chilukideis, just like Rav Hagain said. And when it comes to Shaifer, we have to be super makbid that there's not even a shamitz of a machlekes. It's total achdus, achdus gemura. And by doing that, by having full achdus, then we're able to be mamlech Hashem the way we should.